You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast following a 5-2 loss on home ice to the St. Louis Blues. I'm Ross Levitan. With me is always Brandon Piller and recurring guest on the postcast at Laleem's Marsh and Pilsy. Start with you, your overall impression from tonight's game. Well, this is kind of the game we thought was going to happen here with this St. Louis Blues roster up against this Ottawa Senators roster. And to add insult to injury, Matt Murray goes down here. So I I thought the Sens did, obviously they got dominated in the shots first and second period, but I thought they did an okay job hanging around. It's that third period where they just had nothing left and they weren't getting any offensive momentum, it seemed. And uh, the Blues were able to put this one away. Martian, safe to chalk this one up to that five-on-three. Absolutely nothing going on it. Yeah, I think they definitely need to score when they get an opportunity like that. At that point in the game, they were down by one goal. So uh, really good opportunity to swing swing the things in their favor there. And uh, they just weren't able to get anything done. They had some good puck movement. Uh, Timmy had a real good look yeah, there. He, had, he, hit, he the hit the post. Yeah, Stutzel hit the post. So, uh, I mean, but you got to score there. Uh, at least one goal. I mean, that was a lengthy five on three as well. It was, I, th- I think, a minute and a half long. So I uh, would have liked to see them bury one there. And and then anytime you kill off a five on three like the Blues did, you're going to gain momentum. So uh, that was just something that didn't go the Sens' way, I guess. I forget which game it was, but recently Ottawa had two five on threes. Weren't able to convert on either. So yeah, clearly... Yeah. yeah, clearly missing Batherson. DJ might need he Shabbat. might need to switch up the old practice. So we heard Shabbat say in your interview with him uh, there that that, that they kind of know what to expect with the practice, but maybe they should mix in a little five on three work, eh? Yeah, or just have everyone bleach their hair blonde because everyone's fired up in the chat. Everyone's loving the blonde Martian. What's the inspiration behind that? I just felt a little frisky, you know. You only live once, so uh, why not, you know, dye your hair? Why you not? look like a junior B hockey player that's making playoffs for the first time. The whole yep. team just dyes it in, makes it feel. I feel all like good. it. I I've got a lot of energy these days. I'm feeling good, so uh, I want a hair that a hairdo that reflects, you know, my energy level. It's like a it's like a don't fuck with me haircut, you know. Like I, I really like that. <laughs> there you go, mixing it up for good cause. All right, that's good stuff there. Um, so the five two loss, they get scored on first. I wasn't worried about that though. Early, they the Blues aren't that great when they score first and Ottawa clearly didn't wasn't worried either they get right back three minutes later and was this goal worth the 5-2 loss knowing what the lineups were going into it Pilsy that was highlight real material that was one hell of a goal I mean that looked like a set play like we talked about it uh, earlier today Ross Branstrom you're a puck moving defenseman let's see you move some pucks and create some offense well he must have heard the episode because he gets two assists tonight and he fired that puck up ice so hard and Brady knew exactly what to do with it. He just touches it, quick touch pass. Timmy gets it in stride. He has so much damn speed going towards the net and just tucks it around Huso, who is not at all ready for that attack. And that these are the kind of goals we're seeing Timmy score lately. Like he's not just scoring like, you know, the second goal in a, in a, well, geez, I was going to say a second goal in a 5-2 loss. That's kind of <laughs> what happened. But you know what I mean? It was at least meaningful at the time. Yeah, and, he's the scoring, time yeah. and he's scoring highlight real plays. It's not just like a shot that ends up finding its way in. So you got to love that from Timmy and uh, extra points to Branstrom because I thought he was phenomenal tonight. Little one yeah, touch from from Brady too. I was going to say the underrated great. part of that yeah. play for sure was Brady's one touch pass. I think I didn't even see it on the original play, and then I saw the highlight, and I was like, "Whoa, that that was quite the little feed." Because it had a long way to go still to get to Stutzler, right? So, 
um, definitely a good little dish. I feel weird breaking this game down because it just simply comes down to one team is missing their number one defenseman, their number one center, their number one right winger, well, number one forward. And then, I mean, you could even cherry pick, although it's been more long-term, but you could go down the list there with Colin White and Shane Pinto being out of the lineup. But everyone has those types of injuries that are long-term. This was just, it was just tough to see. But that being said, I'll start with the silver lining. The Zub Holden pair did their job once again. Great shutdown performance by them. When they were on the ice, the Sens had 19 shot attempts. The St. Louis Blues had 12. So well over 50% of the shot share. That was good. But on the other end of it, and we talked about Eric Branstrom's offensive prowess, two assists, sure. But when he and Josh Brown were on the ice, five shots, four, 26 again. So yeah, two of those five shots went in. But oh boy, the... uh, Corsi percentage not but they were up against Buchnevis, Thomas and uh, Tarasenko right and that line was absolutely buzzing so yeah they had the tough matchup tonight those guys were yeah. going yeah, yeah definitely that? that's a fair stat but they got the toughest assignment it seemed well the goods pu- punching in too here holding with the glove save tonight yes that was yeah. unbelievable yeah that was pretty cool <laughs> I mean Matt Murray was down and out at that point and uh that's not the first time we've seen Holden yeah, do that. You know, he's, he's in the right place at the right I, time a lot. He's kind of he's kind of back there by the post, and he's not afraid to step in there. It's like Doug Glad at the end of Goon. You know, he puts, <laughs> he'll put his face right in front of it if he needs to. He's not moving. Guys, yeah. I think we know who our emergency goalie is. Remember, Artem Anisimov had to suit up. Oh, yeah. Well, if anyone's got to suit up here, it's going to be Nick Holden, right? Safety first. Let's go. Same time, and Kevin in the chat yeah, mentioning hey, the exact same go. thing. Speaking of goalies. Ottawa's didn't finish tonight's game. Matt Murray left after the fourth goal against, and who was it? Someone fell right right over top one. Were you expecting a little bit of a response? It didn't really look like that much at the time. And two, what do you think that could have affected? It kind of like he fell over his shoulder maybe? Looked like like a neck thing, right, Martian? Yeah, he was cranking his neck a little bit after the fact. I don't know. It's just like – he kind of had that – it was like a little bit of a flashback to old Matt Murray, how he kind of has that lethargy that we've talked about where he, you know, like it didn't look like much. And then he, he kind of like – he looks like he's testing it out. And then next thing you know, he's, he's leaving the game. So I guess – I think when he has something like – even something very minor and nagging, he, he's not comfortable at all being in the net. So he pulled – I think he kind of pulled himself because they had a play, uh, if I'm not mistaken, after the goal. And then he, he left the next whistle. Right, yeah, he didn't. Was, he didn't leave right away. It, it right, was, and he looked like he was getting up, ready to throw him. Yeah, he was. He was, he was pissed. Yeah, he looked frisky about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, no response from any of the guys. Even Brady was on the ice, but it was kind of like a what happened. Like I don't he, think it was intentional. That's no. the thing, right? And the guy just scored a goal. You're down pretty big in the game. Like I don't. I don't know. I just. I feel like that was one of those plays where initially, Matt, yeah, Matt Murray was hot, but then he was like, I don't think it was anyone's fault here, so I'm just gonna cool it. Yeah, well, still, at the end of the day, your goalie's out. Yeah, he missed yeah, the I, last nine minutes. It would have been nice to see them punch someone in the face after that. Because, like, I mean, just sitting here myself watching the game, I was furious about the way that they were playing and the response and kind of everything about the way the game was seemed to be going. Like, some of the penalty calls against were a little bit weak. It, it was like the, the officials really kind of took the game. And Oh, sorry, I know you guys don't like to talk about the officials on the podcast. No, but don't talk maybe about the it's their game yeah. on the postcast. Yeah, Ooh. fair, fair. So, yeah, yeah, Martian, especially one example, and you clipped this. 
How about Justin Falk assaulting Tyler <laughs> Ennis in the corner? Like, his helmet off. off, grabs his face and slams it against the glass, and uh, that's just a no call. And Ennis doesn't even seem bothered by it. I don't know. That was a weird one for me. Yeah, I, and, I don't know, Pil. I don't know what to tell you, Pilsy. <laughs> Any central standouts for you tonight, Pils? Well, I'll just tag on to my uh, what I was talking about earlier, and that's Branstrom. Like, I really thought he did a great job uh, quarterback in the power play. He had three and a half minutes of power play time to work with, and I thought that he was in control, and the guys trusted him to take risks. And they were really trying to feed him for that one-timer, and they finally get it, and then he blasts that one-timer off uh, Barbashev's skate there, and... That was a hard shot. Like for a little guy, he put a lot of mustard on that one and that one would have hurt. And yeah, then he gets, um, he had another assist. I'm forgetting which goal or that was on the Parker Kelly goal. He sends it towards the net. Kelly gets a nice tip and he, he's got two assists on the night. So I think he played really well. He stepped up just like I wanted him to. And yes, he did get uh, hammered in the Corsi stats there, Ross, but at least he did a good job offensively, which is what, I was calling for him to get a jump on there. Martian? Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like Brandstrom is probably the only guy who really deserves to be a Sen Central standout. Um, but if I have to go with another guy, I, we, we touched on him already a little bit as well. It was Artem Zub. Uh, I think he led the team in ice time. Uh, Ross, you touched on the, uh, the shot share that they were part of there, like not really allowing too many shots against and 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 you know getting a lot of offense going uh, for it seemed like probably that was the only time they had offense going was when the Holden Zub pair was on so Artem Zub was a, is kind of a, I guess like a, an easy-ish standout to go for but um, I mean I wasn't really overly impressed with anybody I'd almost rather give uh, the opposite of a standout to a few guys but I guess I'll refrain from doing that so at that point stand down yeah. Stand down. <laughs> yeah. Kevin pointing out that Nick Paul didn't have the best game tonight uh, either. I mean, he's, he's at the top, top of my shit list. Centerman. He's not yeah. a top six centerman. Period. Yeah. And, yeah. He, he, go ahead, Pills. Oh, well, if we're talking about centerman, and hey, we harp on him all the time for the faceoffs, we got to give stick taps to Timmy tonight. Seven for 10 in the dog. Whoa. Plus, plus that beauty goal. So if uh, nobody else has standouts, I'll toss Timmy in there because I thought he played pretty well. All right, and in limited ice time as well, I thought Parker Kelly was noticeable, and then he gets Definitely. a great deflection for his goal as well. And at that point, it's 3-2 in the second period. You're like, okay, you, they answered as well. Like They went down 3-1, felt like a backbreaker, and then Kelly gets his, his second of, of the season, third of his career after scoring his first game against Toronto last yeah. season. So you're feeling pretty good about that. You're like, okay, they can make a game out of this. And then they get the five-on-three power play at the start of the third period, and ugh. Yeah. You know what? I do want to get into this. Nick's mentioning it. And we talked about this in our group a little earlier. And Ibrahim's asking what the comments were. It just sounded from this morning like Zach Sanford does not want to be an Ottawa senator. Yeah. Like he was talking about how, like, you know, he's always lived in the United States his whole life. So coming up to Canada with the restrictions, I think he was kind of alluding to the restrictions being the main reason why it was different to live in Canada. And then he also touched on, you know, not being able to find his role because he's moving up and down the lineup a little too much. And they, they actually, I think, cut that part of the uh, of the interview off of the the one that they actually posted from the <laughs> team. But they had it on TSN 1200 and they posted the, the quote as well from him. But, I mean, you don't hear a guy very often complain about having too much opportunity and not being able to establish himself as that hard-nosed physical winger that he sees himself as being. So, 
Um, I don't know what that that was all about, but based on what I heard, I, I would be pretty. And it's funny, Pilsy, because I know you didn't see that presser before you were speaking oh today God. about it on the on the podcast. But um, if you had heard that, do you think you would have changed your mind about about maybe extending him? Because it doesn't sound like he really wants to be around any any longer than he has to be. I think this is one of the coldest take, the one of the quickest takes <laughs> Quick, to go cold take. for me. Like that was within hours, and yeah, March and I, I completely rescind my comments because this is a guy that does not want to be here. Obviously, yeah, I, I think I even mentioned it's a positive. Like you got a guy in Sanford that you can move up and down the lineup. That's a big added benefit, and apparently that's a problem for him. So yeah. No chance at all that Sanford's getting extended and even Elliot Friedman saying teams are calling and uh, there's lots of discussion there. So he's probably gone. So let's uh, – that's, hey, Zach, a, that's a minus so one p- for me. Why are you so pissy, Zach? Yeah. Because <laughs> hey, th- They're saying as well, like, with uh, or with that trade, I would do the, the Nemestikov treatment. They'll leave Logan Brown out. They got Nemestikov for a fourth. Shipped them off for a fourth as well. So if they can do the same thing with Sanford, old, by, all, by all means. Yeah, the old break even. Yeah. I mean, at that point, then you're just giving away Logan Brown. But I don't think he made any friends in the fan base based on the chat with uh, with with what he said today. I mean, how hard Did is Logan it Logan Brown just... have comments today? No, no, no. Well, Zach Sanford. Oh, like, how man. hard is it to just be like, yeah, I'm doing my best to fit in? Like, it almost like he, he saw the St. Louis Blues beat reporters. And he like yeah. got a little nostalgic, and it it showed a little too much. Yeah, I think you're right. And he may have maybe just bumped into the guys before he went in there or something like that, like his his former teammates or something. Because yeah, he he definitely was like he didn't feel like he was representing the Senators very well. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I wonder if he's getting talking like... to as well. Because I mean, if they're cutting out yeah, part of his awkward. thing, that's that's pretty awkward for sure. Yeah. Too bad we don't have any re- reporters in there for our, ourselves to be able to give us an unbiased <laughs> yeah, clue. You know, quote. <laughs> no, couldn't tell you if I tried. But what we can tell you is that the Ottawa Senators lost tonight 5-2 the final score to the St. Louis Blues. Each team was 1-4 for four on the power play. 19 hits for Ottawa, 17 for St. Louis. But the real discrepancy, not only in the goals, but in the shots on goal. 36 for St. Louis and 20 for Ottawa. Pilsy. Your final thoughts on tonight's effort? I mean, we can't fault the guys too much, right? Like, you got to take a look at the lineups and you just start going down the list and you're matching every lineup up against uh, each other. And the St. Louis Blues just have them beat in every aspect of the game right now, really, right? Except maybe goaltending until Matt Murray went down. So, you know, th- these games are going to happen. Better, healthier teams are going to beat up on weaker non-healthy team so you just got to move past this one and uh, hope you can bring some fire to the next game yeah i mean they're like they're missing they're missing so many guys yeah it's, it's so what hard do you want over- them to do right? it's hard to overcome that like the fact that they were even able to win a, a few games here and there and a handful of games is kind of not like it it's a bonus in my yeah. opinion because like I mean, they had a healthy lineup at the beginning of the year, more or less, and they they still weren't able to win at that time. So, I don't know. As long as the wins are trickling in, we can't complain too much. I think we kind of know where the season's going to end up here. So, um, you can't you can't complain too much. And they did, they did hang in there for most of the game, so they made it interesting. I think I was even considering live betting them going into the third period, down one. So I held off. I do have some restraint, but um, yeah, it's kind of. 
kind of tough, kind of tough to uh, to see from the the stands there. You're muted, Ross. Nice. You really felt the uh, the decor in this oh, one yeah. without Thomas Shabbat. Certainly a huge loss in this game. And what DJ Smith tried to do was just minor hockey style. You go, then you go, then yeah. you go. The most ice time on the back end was 20:51. The least was 16:51. So all defensemen are mixed up by four minutes total. So that just tells you it was just whoever's next, 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 and and we'll see what we can do. Ironic that Branstrom gets the two assists, whereas he had the least amount of shot attempts for while he was on the ice. But I liked his game a little bit more than I did the others as well. Zaitsev took that bad tripping penalty where you can't just get your stick caught up like that. Victor Mete, nothing special either. He was, by the way, the guy who played the least 1651 for him on this night. But yeah, my final thought is just, you are beat by a better team tonight. It's as plain and simple as that. Now in the chat, we've got, uh, was it sugar Ray Emery again? We appreciate you, man. We were always back in the, in here as well. Uh, any plans to hit up sends games. Now the fans are back. It was great to see a few back in the building tonight. We certainly have that circled on our calendar. Once it hits hundred percent capacity, we'll get the Martian involved. We'll get back down. To the CTC oh, yeah. as the buys are one and oh when we're all in attendance. Yeah. So there is that for us to hold on to. And yeah, how about uh how about you? Let's finish up. Maybe you don't want to talk about this, Martian, but you had the over saves on um Yeah, I was like I, I had thirty-two or more saves for Matt Murray. I think I think so you had like twenty-seven, but then Forsberg had four, so you would have hit thirty-one. So it would have been a bad beat either way. True. Okay. Well, I don't feel that bad about it anyways. That would have been that. Awesome. Hey, everyone in the chat, let's get some go sends going here. We may as well get the boys fired up here as their next game is Thursday against Craig Anderson, Woo! potentially, and the Buffalo Sabres. Of course, Aaron Dell unable to play due to the suspension still. We uh, oh, no. were commenting saying, yeah, sucks. cowards for not playing him. But we should mention Aaron Dell is with the Rochester Americans. They're in Belleville. March 4th and 5th. So somebody's got to put that on a little notepad and we'll see where that goes. But tonight it was a 5-2 loss for the Ottawa Senators who now fall a little bit further down, although the standings are still a bit of a pipe dream to even look at. But the Senators record now sits at 17-25-4. Good for 7th place in the division. For tonight, we say goodbye, though. We'll chat with you tomorrow on Lockdown Senders. Lots to get into there. And Buffalo is a beatable team. Let's be clear. So what do the Sens need to do to win that game? We'll discuss on Lockdown Senders. For today, we say goodbye for Nick Carter. I mean, at Lelene's Martian. <laughs> Bastard. And, and Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the postcast following a 5-2 Ottawa Senators loss to the St. Louis Blues. We'll touch on it more, but thank you very much for listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators Podcast.